Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to review Insidious the Red Door. And there will be spoilers, but it won't be till after the news. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Um, so Insidious is going to be at the back end, if you're familiar with the, with the format of the show, if you've ever listened to any of these. Um and we will be spoiling the show pretty or the movie pretty seriously uh, because that's fun, but not until after the news because I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. But first, the news, Dylan, what you got? All right, so Michael, we got a bunch of uh, trailers and some casting. We did uh, today, and um, I had like no news like... until like today. There's a reason for that. Why is that, um, Dylan? There is a. SAG Screen Actors Guild strike starting tomorrow. I think it starts at midnight. Ah. Um, so if they wanted to get any of this news out and have the actors promote it in any way online, I see. Um, they had that. to get it out today. Well, because that's okay. Then there you go. That's interesting. That's why there's a little flurry of news. So, like, for example, Timothy Chalamet can't share the Wonka trailer after today because he is like we'll be striking you know what you know what i mean so this is a sympathy strike with the uh w with the writers guild no these are this is for they're trying to get um new rules for ai using their likeness and and stuff like that oh interesting which you would think would be easy i don't know like kid studios just be like hey we won't steal your face without your permission no no that's crazy that's that would cut (laughs) into the profits yeah you're right you're right um yeah silly but we did we did get our first trailer for wonka this is from the paddy paddington director paul king yes um starring timothy chalamet uh olivia coleman hugh grant um, Hugh michael key uh <laughs> a bunch of people hugh grant as a oompa loompa it's <laughs> worth noting look i loved that so much i loved him as the oompa loompa okay i I don't know if I have a controversial opinion on this trailer, so why don't why don't you go first, Michael? How did you okay. feel about it? Okay, so my my first reaction was this looks kind of stupid. Um, my first reaction, which I don't like to say because I love Paddington, um, and I like every well, not everybody, but I like a lot of the people in this movie. Um, I don't mm-hmm. love Hugh, I don't love Hugh Grant, but um, I like Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. and I like Olivia Coleman a lot. Um, I liked Hugh Grant in Dungeons and Dragons. I thought he was great. Um, but anyway, True. I thought it seemed a little, I, I don't, it seemed like a sketch. Like it seemed, I don't know what, I don't know how, how to, to better define that. And I'm a terrible reviewer at that point, but um, it seemed like not a real movie. It just, I don't know. Something about this seemed off. Um, I didn't, I don't know if I like Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. I thought I would, but I don't know if I did. I don't, from the trailer, I don't know if I do. I, get However, it. I did like um, Willy Wonka. I did like Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa. I thought that was really funny. I think you like Hugh Grant in his goofy era, you know, yes. his current current. Yeah, Hugh Grant. I like where he's at. Not I don't like British uh, romantic comedy Hugh Grant. Or serious yeah. Hugh Grant. I don't like that. I, I get like, it. I agree. I like, oh, forgive me. I'm the silly, you know, <laughs> do, do excuse yeah. me. It does fit him well. Yeah. Um He's I, a goofball. I was kind of on the same page going in. I thought like w- what's the point in this movie a little bit? Like my history with Willy Wonka is the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Johnny Depp one and yeah. it scared oh. me as a child. I found him terrifying. Um So I was like I, I wasn't sure if they're going to go for that same thing. I, I didn't know what this was going to be, although I do love the Paddington movies. Um, but it kind of won me over by the end of it. I thought it looked really um, uh, lush and um, like elaborate. It kind of looked. It kind of reminded me of a of a play, like a Broadway play. You know, it, the, the yeah. set design. And... Yes, it it was not as I was expecting it to be. Just lavish and lush and full of stuff to look at. But again, this is a trailer, so I don't know. Yeah. I th- I'm not sure if that's on purpose, but it, it worked for me, whatever they were going for. But I do, it does seem kind of fake. I see what you're saying, but it seemed fake in like an endearing way. I don't know. Like it's trying to look like a play, but I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but Timothy Chalamet seems very like not at all Wonka to me. Um, 
yeah it's kind of the energy of like the emma stone corella movie where it's like doing its own thing and it's like a a nicer version (laughs) um Mm -hmm. he seems very like earnest and like the the whole movie just seems like uncynical you know what i mean it seems like a very wholesome take on it yeah which well because i think it's like nice nice especially for christmas christmas time you know yeah i don't know because the original is not that cynical i mean there's like gene gene wilder gives it a little bit of a weird edge but like yeah the original is mostly like wholesome i mean there's scary bits with the tunnel but like i think the johnny depp one is obviously pretty intended to be kind of creepy but this one seems more like even more wholesome to me. I don't think I Timothy Chalamet has the same edge that. Yeah, no way. I don't know, like that that either of them did. Um, it just seems like a nicer. He's just like a little kooky, a little silly boy, you know. <laughs> I agree. That's correct. Um, he's a he's a little lad. Uh, so I'm not <laughs> sure if uh that's something people will like. But I'm not a Wonka enthusiast, but I, I am a am Timothy I. Chalamet enthusiast, so I'm I'm okay with it. It seemed fine. I really liked the movie as a kid, but I never really had any sort of, I, I think I grew out of it, you know? Yeah. So, but I think I would eat this up as a kid too. So, I oh, of course, but we're, we're going to see um, it. I assume. Yeah. Christmas day. We'll be there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're reporting live. <laughs> so we also got onto the next trailer, the long awaited uh, final or second or whatever. the new look at star Wars, Ahsoka is the official name. This yes. is the Disney Plus series that releases August 23rd, um, which is right around the corner, it feels like. So I think we've been waiting a bit, but oh, we yeah. got a full look at like a bunch of the Rebels people, Sabine, Hera, Ahsoka herself. Um, and we got a little and, and Thrawn, obviously. Um, yes. I don't remember the actor's name. You know, that dude that's playing Thrawn. Yeah, the Thrawn guy. The heir to the In Empire. Christensen's... Yeah, we love him. Aiden Christensen's supposed to be in this, but they didn't show him. So maybe they're keeping some secrets. They didn't show uh interesting Zeb. Oh, there's Chopper as well. So you got you got the whole Rebels cast. I think this is like my big takeaway from this is that I feel like people who haven't seen Rebels will be like left in the dust a little bit. But I'm hoping it's like Me. accessible to new people as well. How did you feel about it having not watched Rebels? So I thought the trailer was strong. Um I didn't get all the I mean, okay, the thing is I know all these characters though, because I work at a comic book store. You know, yeah. so I'm a I'm I'm an anomaly of like I haven't watched Rebels, but I know like I I know who Chopper is, right? Um, and I know Thrawn already from, but I know Thrawn from the novels. Um, yeah. And I liked it immediately. Like they name dropped the old novels, and they said, you know, the heir to the Empire. I thought that was cool. So That's there's awesome. something there's something for everybody in here. So um, the trailer looks so great. Too. I think it looks really good. Um. It looks like it looks refreshing from the brown and yellow Mandalorian stuff. It looks a little just different. Exactly. White and blue. Yeah, it looks I mean, I guess way more distinct. Her head tails too, but like I meant that not in that regard. Um it looks very different <laughs> visually. Agreed. Um and it's like this is the title I've been waiting for since they announced the whole slate. Yep, of Star Wars stuff because it's like Jedi stuff, which I prefer, and then it's also like character whose fate we don't know, you know. So it's yes. not like it's not a prequel in that way. I know we're in a prequel era still, but that, that is crazy or, that we don't that there is not like a death of Ahsoka at some point, you know, or like she is the she is like the anomaly. Yeah, we don't know, right? We know I, she doesn't help out in the, you know, J.J. Abrams right sequel era, but who knows. Hmm. I'm gonna watch the heck out of this though. I'm very excited. Absolutely. And I don't know, like this is gonna show my ignorance, but is like Sabine a Jedi or becoming a Jedi? I, d- I didn't know I, that, I that was a you got me on that one. bounty hunter. You you got me on that I one. I <laughs> I I don't I don't know from Sabine, all right. Like Yeah, I didn't finish Rebels. Maybe they set that up already and I should know, but but from to my else? knowledge, she's not um canonically or has not been as of yet force sensitive but yeah, to my knowledge know. but like but I, I know she had the dark saber before mando did, oh that's so. right that's right that's right hmm we need matt to tell us sometime I, well he'll be here he'll be on next week to talk about mission impossible sweet we'll have to remember um, to ask him 
We also got <laughs> I do not know this. Yeah. Um we got a uh, another trailer for Blue Beetle. This is yep. the first entry in James Gunn's DC universe, which he has confirmed. Um I mean barely, right? Like I think he signed off on made it, to but, be, but they're they're folding it in. Yeah. Unfortunately. But if you're gonna if you're gonna tell us that, then we're gonna take it for what it is, which is we're starting off with Blue Beetle. Um and it comes out <laughs> theaters August 18th. Yep. Um I have like I have a lot of the, the same feelings that I did from the first trailer and that like I feel very mixed. Um I think it looks fun, uh, but like a little too um childish for me. Like I'm not I don't I'm not seeing anything that I can really uh I think like have too good of a time with. It it feels very Nickelodeon Disney Channel, but like with a really good budget. You know, it does right. visually look good. I think the I think the um the effects look great and it looks well acted and everything. It's just tonally it looks um like a pre teeny, you know? I think it I think it CW, right? It looks like CW with a budget. I think I don't I'm not in I'm not into it. I think this trailer didn't do anything more for me. Like the first trailer was already kind of uh mid to me. Um which is unfortunate because this is like the first Hispanic led uh yeah. s- superhero film, right? So this should be super exciting. And I'm sure it is super exciting for some people, but um it do- it doesn't look great. I mean, visually, I mean, it looks fine, but like it looks um, like it's for children. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, something that would be on TV. Yeah, but I'm not not sure what I mean by that. But I know know exactly what you mean by that. It looks like something that, you know, there's, you you know, like uh, there's like feature feature quality, you know, it doesn't appear to have feature quality. Yeah, you know, but it looks like made for TV. But there's a lot of people that like enjoy that and like Power Rangers and stuff like that. And I don't mean that in like a derogatory way at all. It's just um like a different brand, you know, and a different tone mm-hmm. that people enjoy. I think it I think it has like big Power Rangers energy. You know what What's, I mean? I yeah. What's the online reaction been like to this? People seem excited, I think. Okay. Um I'm happy it exists. I'm happy that it's coming out. They're releasing it. They didn't cancel it like Batgirl. Um hmm. I don't know. I was going to say if they didn't cancel it, it must be better, but they have been putting out a lot of duds lately, so like the 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 biggest hope for this is that it's like an outlier, you know, from the yeah. rest of the DC movies. Hmm. When the, and, and it's August, right? Next month? Yeah, August 18th. Wow, it's so soon. It's weird that it's going to exist in a DC universe where we won't be able to see or like give too many details on any other heroes or anything because right because obviously they can't (laughs) well it definitely looks like it is a very self-contained type of thing yeah well i don't know yeah i mean time Uh, will tell it's a weird movie to start with but i don't know we definitely wasn't this this wasn't planned to be the start of you know this wasn't filmed with that intention Agreed. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got a, a trailer for a uh the the TV show. I thought this was a movie, I think, up until now. Yeah. Um, for Twisted Metal. Uh it's coming out on oh, Peacock. the Peacock series, yes. It's a ten episode series. It comes out on July twenty seventh, so really soon. And it, mm-hmm. they're calling it um it stars Anthony Mackey and um you know, the lady from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Stephanie Beatrice, oh, and Nev Campbell, and yeah, uh, Will could, Arnett. Could, yeah, and, she couldn't she couldn't do Scream 6, but, uh, you know, she got she got the Twisted Metal series in the bag. Well, they don't want to pay her. Yeah, fair um, enough. But, and Will Arnett as the voice of Sweet Tooth, which is the bad guy. Um, yeah. Uh, it's called a motor-mouthed outsider, Anthony Mackie. He's yes. offered a chance at a better life, but uh, only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across the post-apocalyptic wasteland with help of a curse word, uh, axe-wielding car thief, uh, <laughs> Beatrice, um, he'll face savage marauders, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to transport something. What character it's, is he playing? Do we know? Does he have... This is Anthony Mackie. It says a foul-mouthed outsider. Just, okay. Oh, he, 
Because is he? I don't know. Okay, I don't know what character he's playing. Oh, John Doe. That's his character's name. Uh, cool. And Stephanie Beatrice is playing someone named Quiet. Oh, cool. I don't know Quiet. Um, okay, so the the trailer itself. Uh, you go first. Um, it's. I mean, it's twisted metal. <laughs> I mean, it's a video game adaptation. It looks okay. Have I you mean, played it? Oh yeah, dude, I loved Twisted Metal back in the day. I stopped on PS2, oh, cool. so like I never, I never played like later ones. But Twisted Metal Black was does the last this, one I played. Does this capture the energy no. of that? Or no. oh, well, there's not much of a story in Twisted Metal. You know, I mean, there's not right. much of a story here, I guess either. But um, um, Twisted but Metal it's just cars fighting, right? It's just it's just a car free for all, um, right? And with a bunch of goofy cars and characters and sweet tooth was always like the face of the franchise um but nobody oh, was like okay. a good guy sweet tooth was like the he's on like the cover of all the games and right you know axel was my favorite i like did you, you i'm guessing you didn't play much of these i've never played it no oh man i loved twisted metal i mr grim he was a uh what you call it a uh Ghost Rider knockoff. He's great. But okay. Ax- Axel's real cool. I, but it doesn't look like they're going to do all the the characters. Yeah, it really just looks like a post-apocalyptic comedy. And like, yeah, right. the only way you know it's Twisted Metal is because of a... Uh, sweet Tooth. You know, Sweet Tooth, yeah. Right. I'm but sending you pictures. That being said, it, I think it looks decent. Like, um... Like I know I try a lot of shows, but it, oh yeah, the Ghost Rider. Yeah. Oh geez. That 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 was my favorite. I, I always played as Axel. The guy he's got his, his arms are like fused to the rims of these giant like monster truck tires, and he has guns mounted okay. on his shoulders. He's cool. <laughs> I hope they lean into the silliness. Uh, that's that what I'm hoping for, because like the it's a very silly game. Like there was a guy and, I don't remember his name, but he had drove like a claw like a like a backhoe type thing with a you know, like a construction equipment and all the characters were very silly and cartoony. This looks more, it it looks silly as well, totally, but the like mechanics look more grounded, which is a little disappointing, you know? Yeah. Um, No power. I can't see Mackie. Yeah. It looks like it just happened in real life. Technically. Right. Uh, But it looks like fun. I think it it, it does look fun. I'll, yeah, I'll give it an episode. Um, okay. Well, anything more to say on Twisted Metal? No, I don't have anything on that one. Okay, cool. Well, okay, we can move on to some more DC news. Okay. Uh, Superman Legacy, uh, part of this, you know, rushing news out. I should probably check right now, actually. Um, yeah, right. Is that they added a few heroes to the, the Superman Legacy movies this is the James Gunn, I guess, first true entry, we could call it. I don't know. You know, the first made for DCU right. entry. Um, and they added Hawk Girl, uh, Mr. Terrific, and Guy Gardner. Um, yep. Isabella Merced is playing Hawk Girl. Um, I don't know Eddie, that name. Edie Gethegi, I'm, I'm not sure how to say, but we we know him from a uh, X Men First Class and like oh. a billion other things. Yeah, and then uh, Nathan Fillion is Guy Gardner. Um, okay, I don't really know what this movie is because they said the authority would be in it in some way as well and now we're adding three like semi JSA members uh yeah I mean this is look this is like what we sort of rip on uh so ripped on Sony for doing all the time right like announcing all the spider crap with no real vi- vision or foresight like oh yeah we're gonna have uh, so-and-so is craven we're gonna have so-and-so is madam web uh, all right yeah. cool yeah i don't know that the first superman movie needs to be a cameo fest you know yeah uh it's a little disappointing but or maybe it does uh-huh. i don't know like i don't know i really I, I have no idea i have no idea what to expect from this james gunn verse me neither I mean, obviously, we're hoping it's good, but I do have strong opinions about Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. Um, you should have. We should not be starting with Guy Gardner as the Green Lantern. Uh, no. It should be. It should be John Stewart. Yes. Um, and Nate, like, 
we were we've talked about our fear that gun is just going to cast his friends and things and like it's like coming true here we have so who's michael rooker going to be um lex lobo oh chris chris pratt will be <laughs> lex. Gold. And, chris uh, pratt booster gold Who, Sean who's Gunn will play every cgi character batista's done with these types of movies um i'm sure he is until uh the bane role becomes available oh that's it it's bane obviously it's bane so i just hate it like it it seems like it seems like it's done for um like personal reasons not like uh their acting ability or um like a narrative reason um i i don't like guy gardner so i'm a little biased um i do like nathan fillion but we've yeah. talked about this before i don't know i don't know why it bothers me so much that oh not the batista bane pictures <laughs> batista bane fan casting people are already about it dude yeah i mean it'd but be perfect but, i don't um i don't i don't love i don't love i, I, I don't okay like look i don't i don't care about the other two specifically i don't really whatever um but nathan fillion it's i don't also, he's, he's fine like in his 50s right like it's not, not exciting <laughs> it's it's not exciting all right it it feels like they're like, oh, we'll have Green Lantern. Let's get John Stewart. And then he's like, well, I want Nathan Fillion in it. And they're like, okay, I guess Guy Gardner would be the best fit for him. You know, I feel like that's how that conversation went. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. I think we, <laughs> yeah. Because hmm. he is a Guy Gardner type. You know what I mean? Yes, like, he is a Guy Gardner type. Yeah. But, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thrilled by it. Gun, I don't dislike Nathan Fillion either, but yeah, he's already on thin ice, man. Like, mm. and then keeping the Peacemaker cast with his wife, like, I mean, shocking no one. I just want him to fire one friend. He you know, be- I'll build up some goodwill. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that if he does that. Right. Uh, he won't though. Yeah. In fact, we'll just—it's going to be all just friends. Who do you think Michael Brooker is going to play? I don't know. Oh, man, do, we already have a Lobo, right? Because it would be Lobo. We don't. People want it to be Jason Momoa, but no. Is. Well, look, he's already Aquaman. It's going to be Michael Rooker as Lobo. Okay, I have a couple more newses to get okay. to. Sure. Um, Deadpool three now. So we got some Deadpool three news. We first we got um, a casting announcement that Jennifer Garner is returning as Elektra. Um, this okay. came out of left field for me. I know, I saw that. I was like, "What?" I know we were like hoping that this would be a Fox Fest with a bunch of a like a meta um, take on the whole Foxman universe. Yes, uh, but I like Jennifer Garner was one of the last ones I was expecting to. Absolutely, I thought they maybe stick to X Men, but it seems like I think ben that's Affleck great. We'll be back as Daredevil. As I well. love that. Um, I love that. That's great. Yeah, this is a Benefer uh, reunion. Now, I don't know how that's going to go. We were just ripping on the potential for Superman being a cameo fest. However, this is Deadpool 3. That's different. This is different. Deadpool 3 breaks the fourth wall. This is his third movie. And there is a meta business like reason that this should be happening. You know? Yep. Um, like with, the fo- with Disney buying Fox. Um, so there's like so many reasons it's different, I feel like. I, no, I agree with you, but that would be, I'm, I was making the point that I feel like a listener might be, be making back to us. So like, well, you just said. I think similar, similarly, I would be okay if they did like a Harley Quinn movie and she was like uh, interacting with Snyder people jokingly and like yeah. also the new people, you know, like I would be okay with that too. That seems like that could be funny. Um, but okay. We got some set photos uh, also. And there are a couple takeaways from this. I'm sure the you saw big, the Wolverine. Wolverine costume. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting the blue and yellow. Finally. Um, awesome. It looks silly. Of course it does. But um, I mean, I'm sure it'll look less silly on screen. Exactly. It is a set photo with like not cinematic lighting. Um, but it's just like if you squint, it just looks like right. the Wolverine people have been asking for for decades. Now, it does. You know, it absolutely um, does. I. I think it looks really good, but like putting my business hat on, Michael, I would have like business. waited. I would have waited to do this for the MCU. Like that's the one because Hugh Jackman is so like 
highly regarded as Wolverine. I feel like the one thing he didn't do is give us like a comic costume. Right. Um, so like that's the, that's something I want to say to help out the new actor, you know? I agree. Uh, that being said, it's really cool that this is happening. And I like I sent you a picture. I like that the set for this is like a big um like rubble version of the 20th century Fox logo. That, that's great. I have no idea what's happening. We have no context at all. No, but, but it's uh, great. It looks like Planet of the Apes, but it's 20th yes, century Fox. It <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um my question to you is yes, who what what other Fox characters are you hoping will appear? Did any come to mind specifically? Wins. Oh, Halle Berry? Yeah. No, Storm. <laughs> yes, well, Halle she Berry. She never did that. So like it would be cool if they brought her and she did what you just did. Yes, that's, that's what I want. I want Halle Berry as Storm, but I want her to be like X-Men 92. You know, that'd be a cool way to do this is like make everyone their like the ideal versions like to 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 a fault their 90s versions you know give, give me silly jubilee i want the big yellow coat you know um but yeah that's what i would like i'd like to see storm but but dylan the real answer is dupe he's not he's not from the foxverse <laughs> but like this is the time this is the time make it happen now's the time it would fit well with the it'd be perfect yeah um we gotta have i it. want based on this costume i want like this exact same energy but on cyclops i want his 90s oh absolutely like, blue and yellow that'd be amazing uh james marston is like still in his prime you know i feel like it's like it needs to happen especially wolverine we had 37 movies with him um and he was given like so much like good stuff to bite into right james marston was given like actual crumbs you know they give up the scraps and we're like do what you garbage can. uh they owe good him luck, a good send off yeah <laughs> pop off we're gonna kill you in the first 10 minutes of this movie um yeah he they owe him like a, a proper send off and i think For sure like, uh we've been saying this since multiverse of madness but i'm hoping i think it'd be really cool if uh chris evans human torch showed up i feel like we're never gonna get that that's just not gonna happen if we are it'll be in this We've been saying Jennifer that, Jennifer Garner, I know, but Multiverse of Madness ended up not being the cameo fest we thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah. this seems like it's a Foxman cameo, a Foxverse cameo fest. So I think having the OG Fantastic Four like could be something that would happen. I'm going to predict it again. I'm going to put on, I'm a clown. I'm ready to clown again, Michael. And, uh, and I'm going to say he's going to be in it. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to get the, the all all the old FF? Yeah, the whole Fantastic Four. Nice. And at least the um, original four X-Men, Storm, Jean, Wolverine, and Cyclops. Obviously Wolverine. Of course. And I think Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, will they do some kind of meta thing where they meet their younger versions from the the prequel <laughs> trilogy? I don't know, Michael. I think that's asking for... I'm not going to go there. That's That might be asking for too much, but that's that's Dylan writing it. That is some excellent fantasy booking, and I like it. But I don't know if that's gonna—I don't know if you're gonna get that. Yeah, you're probably right. But either way, it's, it's this good. It's very exciting. It comes out in—I think it's the May movie now. Uh, the prestige, the yeah, May third, twenty twenty-four. It's so close, relatively. Right. It's it's wait wait. What was the date? May third, twenty twenty-four. Uh huh. I mean, that's with with all the ten, things. Ten getting, months away, Michael. It's it's under a year. Yeah, the all the movies we talk about are coming out in like 2037. So this is like comparatively right around the corner. <laughs> right. Um Yikes. But yeah, I think that that's pretty much all the news I got. Okay. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. 
Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to Insidious the Red Door, we got to get to my news first. But before we do that, we get to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first. I didn't, you know what? I didn't pregame it with Dylan, but I assume we're not picking the same thing here. Picking a book from IDW and Dark Horse. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles X Stranger Things. I think this looks super cool. Um, Not a big turtle guy. I used to be uh, when I was a kid. I loved the turtles, but I do love Stranger Things. And as I mentioned relatively recently, when I talked about some Stranger Things news, I just keep, I forget how much I love Stranger Things until we start getting Stranger Things content. And they're like, this is the best. I love it. So this is a little mini series coming out. So come get it. Nice. Yeah. Um, my pick is a DC book. It's called World's Finest Teen Titans number one. This is a spinoff of World's Finest. Uh, so it's in the same universe, but it's uh, focusing on like the OG Teen Titans pretty much, plus, yeah. plus a couple others like Bumblebee. It's written by Mark Wade, art by Emanuela Lopatino. And this book, uh, World's Finest, is one of my favorites of the last couple of years. And this one seems like it's going to be equally fun. If you like the uh, lighter side of DC, like the anti Snyderverse, um, yes. this is like the book for you. Okay, very cool. All right, Dylan, I've got something I haven't said in a while. I've got some Alita Battle Angel news. The Alita Army. Here we Army. go. It's happening, Dylan. James Cameron confirms he's working on a new Alita Battle Angel or multiple, depending on how you want to read into what he said. Um, So the uh, he had an interview with Forbes, Dylan Forbes, um, talking about um, the selling of one of his properties and uh, Jim Cameron talked about the future of the franchises, blah, blah, blah. Here's what he had to say about the Alita sequels. And on Avatar, I'm working in Wellington and Los Angeles. And on the new Alita Battle Angel films, I'll be working in Austin. So it didn't make sense for us to live there anymore. Um, meaning he sold a property and now he's, you know, whatever. So he, the new Alita Battle Angel films, Dylan, films. Um, so I would have assumed that this was all gone and alita was just gonna live in the past and remember the billboard and the whole deal are, yeah. are, is, is this exciting for you dylan are you excited for more alita battle angel content i'm not an alita stan i'm not part of the alita army N- neither of us were um, that was ron rest in power yeah not dead. like i get why people i get why people like it and i still think that this would be if they don't want to invest a huge amount i think this would be better suited as an anime um, definitely but you know what like they've been asking for long enough uh i hope people are happy if this actually gets made you know yes i mean and i hope g- the next one's better in a way that i will enjoy <laughs> yes no kidding um okay i have some book news here uh jordan peele um is going to be presenting a a novel um or a, a short story collection um of an anthology of all new short stories from all black creators or writers. I should say uh, the book is called, or yeah, the comp- the collection is called out there screaming and it's edited by Jordan Peele. And it's going to be from penguin random house, which means you can get it at bedrock. If you request it, we don't normally carry books, but we do order from penguin random house. So if you want this, you can definitely ask for it. Um, Cause I will be getting it for myself. So yeah, it's called um, out there screaming an anthology of new black horror um tales that explore uh, not only the terrors of the supernatural but the chilling reality of injustice that haunts our nation um featuring an introduction by peel and an all-star roster of beloved writers and new voices out there screaming is a masterclass in horror like his spine chilling films its stories prey on everything we think we know about our world and redefines what it means to be afraid and there's a laundry list of people that you that are writing stories for this some of which i know some of which i don't but that's very exciting. It comes out October 3rd. So I'm, I'm about it. That is all on that. There's not much other than there's no content for you here. But moving on to another is this actually happening type of news here. Danny Boyle <laughs> um, had an interview um, recently um, talking about a sequ- potential sequel to 28 Days Later, 
or I guess sequel to 28 weeks later, but he didn't do that one. Um, it tur- it looks like they actually might be moving forward with it. That the writer, oh, what's his last name? What's his first name? Alex Garland. Sorry. Alex Garland, yeah. the writer of the movies has completed a sequel as completed a script for 28 years later. Um, That's exciting. Yes. And there's the quote here talking to, to Garland um, quote, a few years ago, an idea materialized in my head for what would really be 28 years later. Um, Danny always liked the idea of jumping in the future to 28 years later. And Boyle says, so we are really talking about it quite seriously, quite diligently. Uh, if Garland doesn't want to direct it himself, I'd be well up for it. If we can execute a similarly good idea. Um, also in a separate story, it seems like uh, Killian Murphy is up for it too. So I would be super excited about that because I loved both of those movies. I mean, the first one is obviously superior, but um, 28 days later is really, really freaking good. If you haven't seen it in a long time, I, it still holds up. It's real good. Do you like those movies? Yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah, I love them too. I hope this happens. And Me too. Alex Garland ho- has only gotten better, I feel like. Absolutely, uh, dude. And Danny Boyle, like, he never lost a step. He, he, I don't think he's... I have to look at the filmography. I'm probably going to be wrong. But I I don't remember him ever directing a bad movie. I, I can't think I know of, of but... I can't. I mean, I can't think of one, but I'm sure he did. But none that I can remember. Um, so we'll keep you posted on 28 years later. Um, should we get more information, um, insidious, the red door has the franchise's highest opening weekend in 10 years. Um, which I guess means not including the first movie. Well, actually, no, uh, it's, that's weird. Okay. That's a weirdly phrased, um, headline. So it's the second most second highest grossing insidious film okay um is the first one the highest or no that's the lowest amazingly enough so insidious one had 13 million insidious 2 40 and then 22 and then 29 and then 32 um but yeah so this one did very well they're very pleased with it um performance wise so that's good um i suppose i will talk more about the review at the end but good for them I'm always happy to see horror performing well at the box office. Um, yeah, especially since it was made for like 15 million, you know? Yeah. And, and it beat Indiana Jones on that second week. Yeah. Which That's crazy. I, I didn't think it would do that, honestly. Um, in other beleaguered horror franchise news, the purge six Dylan, the purge six, you like the purge films? I do. I'm a purge fan. Okay. I haven't seen, the last four or the last three I've seen one and two. Maybe I might've seen the third one. I don't remember, but they've been talking about the purge six. Um, the script is completed and they're working on it. It's untitled, but apparently it's going to be a very hot button story. Dylan. How so? Um, well, America is now going to be ongoing an, an era of remapping as states separate themselves based on ideology, sexuality, sexuality, and religion. Um, Yes. So he talks about it here. That's a DeMonico, James DeMonico, the director of Purge six. He says, and I quote, Purge six is my way of looking at the country. Now I grew up watching Logan's run and Soylent green and John Carpenter and George Romero, whose sociopolitical messaging was within, was within the films. They were smuggling ideas into the film. So for me, for six, I want, I was extrapolating on the discord and taking it to the fullest. As far as you can take an idea with what's going on, I feel in the country and the political landscape. Um, and it's a broken America. We're remapping the purge six is about the remapping of America based on everything I said. Um, you have your black state, you have your gay state, your white evangelical state. It's a really broken country. That's what the purge six is. So that's a wild, that's a wild plot, honestly. Like, I I don't know if that actually ends up becoming that. I don't think it gets released that way. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That seems really bold. This kind of seems like, um, bold. what was that movie right before the pandemic that was like oh, the political, the, the hunt? It feels like yeah, like the, the hunt. hunt a little bit. But yeah, but like way more on the nose, you know, like. To, like, I'll give it a chance because, like I, I said, I'm I'd a watch purge it. Stan. I, I do like the, the first. Purge. Purge is stu- really good. 
The first purge is I you do like the first purge. I thought the second one was real no. dumb. Um the, I like the I concept. The, the movie, okay, it's like the purge five or whatever. It's called the first purge. Yes. Uh that 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 one's really good. The most recent one that you haven't seen. Okay. I highly suggest it. Okay. I think you'd really like that one. But there's like a lot of duds in there also. You can watch like one small. and yeah. Just watch the purge one and you get you get the vibes. And if you lo- if you really like the first one, maybe go on, but um interesting. So we'll I guess we'll we'll keep you up to date on the purge six and if I watch more of them. Uh okay, Dylan, you know, I've mentioned I feel like every piece of Scream Six related marketing that has been out there. And I hope you didn't click on this article to look at the picture with it, because I want to see if you can make a guess. I didn't. Great. So Scream Six marketing stuff continues, Dylan. It just doesn't stop. They just wow. Continuing to market this movie. It's out on Blu-ray already. So what could they possibly be marketing? Well, streaming. No. Um, they are they are giving away a Scream Six watch kit. Um, <laughs> it's it's um actually Dread Central is doing the giveaway. So you have to go to Dread Central to do this. Um, and you get three things. One of them is the movie. What two things do you think come in a Scream Six watch kit? What, what do you mean you by get? watch kit? That that that's that's all it says. It says um we're partnered with Paramount Home Video to give away five special five. They're giving away five of these things. Um special like watch, watch kit. like a wrist watch? No, no, watch like to go home and watch it. To go watch the movie. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Um what what, uh, what would you what would you think you get? Like what it because you're wrong, Dylan. I'll just tell you. Um, you get a tote bag. This is New York City. And says scream on it and a scream six bucket hat. Oh, I was going to say like popcorn. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah. That would make sense. Like get get that recycle that popcorn tub. No, you get a bucket hat, (laughs) a tote bag and, uh, and a scream six, uh, Blu-ray. So, and there's only five of these things. They only could produce five bucket hats for this promo. I guess, I guess this is, I guess the marketing is really winding down for this one. Okay. But um, I did I did uh, enter it, so I'll let you know if I win. Oh, okay. So I'll get the hat. Oh, dude, if I get the hat, it's never coming off. All right. Um, we got a couple trailers now. We're gonna go to a video game trailer first, Dylan. Pretty interesting to me. So we've been talking about two new um, Dead by Daylight style games that are coming out. We have the Killer Clowns one, which had a trailer not that long ago, and we did get a now a new. Uh, they don't have red band trailers for video games, but the, boy, this is a red band trailer for the Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre video game. And look, so this is made by Gun, right? The Gun Studios or whatever they're called. Um, the people that did the Friday the 13th one, which James was, Gunn. yes, <laughs> which was really good. Yeah, Gun Interactive, which the Friday the 13th, I actually prefer that to Dead by Daylight. I like it a lot, but there was a lot of copyright issues and the game just didn't. It, it's it you can't even play it anymore really um but anyway so the text chainsaw massacre this is gonna be one of those um three versus four type of games when friday the 13th is one versus six but whatever um and you're playing the events of the texas chainsaw massacre in 1974 and we got a trailer and it is so brutal i i loved it i was like i was already likely gonna get this game but when i saw how violent this game is going to be i was like this is incredible i have a like this is great what do you think about the trailer um i thought it looked solid i've watched some gameplay videos of it yes too. same and it looks pretty fun my like my only concern is that it will get like repetitive because it seems like it all looks the same you know um there's I... there's so much variety in dead by daylight uh different killers different maps and stuff like that and i know it's just starting but like I worried that like farmhouse might get I can tell you I so I assume it'll be like farmhouse and gas station and like other like areas like creek. They or added something. a second map or something, or they're okay. going to something like that. So the the Friday the thirteenth game made by the same people did not feel repetitive at all because you have um so it's all in Camp Crystal Lake, but like there's like different like sections of the camp that have their own uh maps. And then you have all the different counselors to play um, from different 
Friday the Thirteenth movies, and then you have all the different Jasons that, as that are unlockable. So you could potentially unlock other Leatherfaces, like, and they might have different abilities, like the Leatherface in like the, you know, the 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 suit and pants versus the the butcher's apron, or uh, Le- Texas Chainsaw Two Leatherface, or you know, something like that. I think there's a lot you can do with the powers that Leatherface and the family get. I don't know about the family members. That's all that, but. I'm very excited. It comes out August 18th, and I will be probably picking that up day one. Um, Two more or three more trailers here. So we got this. So this is a real interesting movie or a real interesting story here. There is a famous Japanese director named uh, Banmei Takahashi. Um, do you know that name at all, Dylan? No. Okay, cool. I figured not. Um, he is, he's done a lot of, um, Japanese horror films. Uh, I can't recall any names off my hand. Um, but whatever he's anyway, um, he made a movie in 1988 called door D O O R door. It has never been screened outside of Japan. And in fact, it has been, been believed to be lost for about 30 years. And it has been since discovered and is now going to be screening. And then later, of course, uh, in uh, subsequently released on home video. But it's going to be re- um, screening for the first time outside of Japan at Grimfest 2023, whatever that is, some some con. But and it's a vintage home invasion thriller. And I think it looks pretty good. Um, So there's a there's a trailer for it. It's weird to see a new trailer for an old film that has not ever been released. what did you think about it? Um, I thought the movie looked good, but I thought the trailer was cut really. It was, it was cut really weird, right? Yeah. I didn't appreciate the editing on the trailer, <laughs> but uh, I thought like I could see that it was a good movie, like underneath all of it. Yeah. I think it's something I want to watch for sure. Cause I used to really be into, um, Japanese horror films. And this looks like it's going to be pretty extreme too, in terms of violence, um, which you would get a lot of in the eighties and nineties in Japan. Um, moving on to the final two trailers that we have, we have a trailer. I got this one in front of insidious, uh, the nun Two. the nun Two. Um, I don't know. It's the nun man. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't love the nun. If I'm honest, I don't, I know that Did might you see be it. Yes. I don't like. I think the Conjuring is really overrated. Um, actually, I don't know. It might it might be perfectly rated. Honestly, <laughs> I think the Conjuring is um, of of the of the movies that are like this. Like Insidious has the edge, right? People like Insidious more than they like the Conjuring. I think the Conjuring is way more popular. Is it? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Okay. Well, then the Conjuring is overrated. Um, I think they're mid. Um, but I have, I have problems anyway. We'll talk about that when we get to the Insidious. Um, do you like the nun? Um, I don't think I've seen the nun. I know the nun is like in the conjuring movies and like, yep. it's like a cool, a cool concept there. And I do, I really like conjuring movies, but I didn't see like the 2018, the nun, um, right. It has a 25% RT. It's bad. It's so bad. 35, 35 from audience, which is like pretty unforgivable. So like, it must That's, not be good, but it's abysmal. Um, I mean, it's not abysmal. It's, I mean, it's, it, it, it's it gives low budget spinoff of horror of beleaguered horror franchise. You know what I mean? And that's what because it, it was like how many Conjuring movies came out before the Nun? Oh, several. And the um, Annabelle movies. And oh, the Annabelle movies. And I think they're like the Conjuring universe is just very hit or miss, and the Nun is like apparently a miss so it's weird that it's getting a sequel but i do know that people do like the nun i've met people that really like the nun Uh, but anyway so we got a we got a trailer for the nun too um comes out on my birthday september 8th um i thought the trailer looked just like every other corny um 2010s horror jump scare movie um to me i don't know it didn't look exciting to me at all what did you think dylan um it didn't look exciting, but it didn't look bad to me. It looked like something I would watch, to be honest. I mean, sure, I'd watch it, but like I'd, I, I would, I'd be I thought it was perfectly fine. I like, okay. I like the actress, uh, Tessa Farmia. Um, yeah. And uh, I like non stuff in horror movies. Sure. Um, so 
I'm willing to give it another chance. If it's anything like the trajectory of Annabelle, um, Annabelle one was bad and then Annabelle two was really good. Um, so like there's, I'm just saying there's a precedent, there's a chance that like this doesn't follow the, in the steps of the nun one. Interesting. Cause I, I never saw Annabelle two. So I only saw the first one. Annabelle and, comes home is really good. Like in a campy way or in a, like a actual good way? No, like it's actually good. Yeah. It's weird. Huh. I don't know what happened. That's Annabelle weird. two is th- terrible though. Sometimes it happens that way. Like, like Halloween sequels, they're just so up and down. Like, wow, why, why did you make this good all of a sudden? What happened? Um, but anyway, um, one more trailer here. Pretty big one, I think. Um, Toho has announced their next Godzilla movie, and it's called Godzilla Minus One. And it's coming out November 3rd in Japan and December 1st here. And this is the first Japanese produced Godzilla film since Shin Godzilla. Um, and what do we have here? Set in the post-war Japan, Godzilla Minus One will once again show us a Godzilla that is a terrifying and overwhelming force, which you already get a sense of in the teaser trailer and poster. Um, the concept is that Japan, which has already been devastated by the war, faces a new threat with Godzilla, bringing the country into the minus. And... It is going to be directed by Takahashi Yamazaki. Um, this is the 30th live action um, Toho live action or live action Toho Kaiju movie. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so the trailer, we got a trailer and a poster. The poster is real cool. And I should preface this. I think we've talked about this before when we did our Godzilla. I talked about that Godzilla channel like a couple weeks ago that's coming out on Pluto. I'm not a huge Godzilla stand. I just really like some of them. Like I love Shin Godzilla. I thought that was really well done. Um, and I liked yeah for what it was the first oh god, what year year it was 2016, 2017, 18, I don't remember. The one with uh 2015, that, I think. So that first American Godzilla movie since the really, really terrible one. Um but anyway, yeah. We got a very brief teaser, it's like 30 seconds. What do you think, Dylan? I'm also not a big Godzilla fan. And I also appreciated Shin Godzilla. Uh, but it seems like this is an outsider looking in. Uh, it seems like it's made for like the big Godzilla fans because it's like nothing new. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What else is there to say? I, kind I mean, of feel like there's, there's not much to say. Talking about like the Marvel Universe or something like, you know, someone who right. just isn't, isn't plugged in. I'm like, well, how, how many superhero movies can there be? Like, that's how I feel well, like with this. But my, my pushback on that is, yes, I agree. Because, like, I don't care about, like, Rodan and all the extended Kaiju universe. I'm sorry to all the Kaiju stan. But, like, I liked Shin Godzilla so much. I have a, I have a Shin Godzilla Mondo on my wall that this is a direct follow-up, right? So I got I to gotta be down for it. This is, like, the next movie after Shin Godzilla. I got to assume a baseline of quality. Yeah. Um, I need to see more just, because based on yeah, this, course. it looks like the exact same premise you know so i can't i'm excited to, look, to see more of it yeah i'm excited to see more we'll definitely keep you up to date as more information comes available but anyway that's all my news let's hear about those tabletop events now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of july all exact dates and formats can be found on our discord server Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we're going to review Insidious the Red Door. But, you know, I said at the top, and a couple times throughout, we're going to do big spoilers. Big spoilers. I'm not. 
Uh, you know why? Because Dylan hasn't seen it yet. And, oh, no. and and that's okay. So we're going to do light spoilers. Light spoilers. So fa- final warning for light spoilers for Insidious the Red Door. So anyway, we're going to talk about Insidious the Red Door. Is this is this five or four? I actually don't remember. I didn't see the um, last one. So we have Insidious, Insidious 1, Insidious chap- or chapter... Or okay, Insidious Chapter One, Chapter Two, Chapter Three, The Last Key, and The Red Door. Okay, I didn't see The Last Key. I don't okay. think was that the one that was like in the past, more about like uh, Elaine or whatever her name is. So I know one and two followed the family, and then also this one. I don't remember the other two that well, to be honest. Okay. I know I saw them though. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I think I think The Last Key was definitely like in the past about at least you know Lin Shay, the actress the the one that the older lady that you associate with these movies anyway it doesn't matter um this movie is definitely about you know the family from the first movie the first two movies um and i guess the the interesting fact about this movie is that it is patrick wilson the star of the movie it is his directorial debut so good for him and i would say this movie was not directed poorly so there's that. Um, okay. I, I mean, it it was also directed like every other Insidious movie. You know, um, I don't look. Okay, so my I'm gonna give I'm gonna go with a complaint first, real quick. Um, so I, I I talked about it a little bit in the Nun trailer bit. Um, I I lump all these like 2010s ghosty type movies together because they all have the sim a very similar style of jump scare type like with with no like real meaning just like a a lot it seems like there's lots of this runtime is dedicated to making you go ah you know yeah mm-hmm. and and i don't really care for that um because it doesn't really work for me too much um and and they're so telegraphed like and but I mean I, I think that's the point, but like this one was the most telegraphed I've ever seen of anyone. There's so many scares or you know, jump scares that are just like, okay, well, this person leaned directly over this part of the frame. I wonder what's gonna happen when they lean back the other way. You know, just oh, they <laughs> open the door to cover up half the frame. What's gonna happen? Um, just there was a, a lot of it. There was a lot of it. Um so to me, the movie isn't scary at all. Um now, did I have fun with it? Yeah, I did. I thought the movie was all right. I mean, it's it's mid, I think. Like, but I but I don't like these types of movies. So, or I love horror movies, obviously. But Insidious to me is like um, Insidious and these types of movies are are kind of like bottom rung of modern horror for me. They're all they so all you're blend not together. A fan of like the James Wan style of horror. See, that's movies. weird because I do like James Wan a lot. Um, I, I don't love all of his movies, but I like that he's, he's done so many different things. Um, I do respect James Wan a lot as a filmmaker. I think he's done a lot of interesting choices. Um, okay. I, I, I really do like truly like he had such a weird trajectory cause he did like saw one, which is a torture movie. And then he did the dead silence, the, uh, ventriloquism movie, which is not good, but very different than saw. And then he did, I think, one of the other movies, I forget. Um, and then he did Death Sentence, the Kevin Bacon revenge thriller, which is also not good, but like was really different. And he he took a lot of different. He didn't let himself get pigeonholed right away, you know, which I respect. Yeah. Um, By that, I just meant that like more modern James Wan or Conjuring and recent because he did. all. I think he's the through line between Conjuring and this. Yeah. In addition to Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Right, um, but that's that's so I confusing. Feel like he ushered in this like style that a bunch of people replicate now, and it's just been done a lot now. Yeah, point, I agree. You know? So i I think James Wan does it as well, better than most. It's just not a style that I love. Um, okay, but the vibes are always good. I'll give them that. Like, I think the movies give you really good creepy tone. You know, like um, the the tiny tim song is always around the tiptoe through the tulips that's always around like that that works that works well um it's not overdone music is good in this um and ty simpkins is the i guess the actual lead of the movie patrick wilson um is like a, takes a back seat a little bit um 
Ty Simpkins plays Dalton Lambert, the kid that was in the coma in the first movie, uh, going off to right, college. Yeah. And the this is not a spoiler, really, because it is the beginning of the movie. They talk about um, I, this might have happened in a previous movie. They they get hypnosis as their kid uh, when he's a kid to not remember the year that he was in a coma. And so Patrick Wilson, Patrick Wilson and Ty Simpkins, Dalton and Josh Lambert don't know about the further. They don't know about any of the stuff going on in the beginning of the movie. And they keep having like weird experiences and they're like really they have like a strange relationship. And Dalton's an artist and he ends up drawing a red door in art class. And then like some stuff happens and it gets kind of crazy and he makes a friend and he keeps seeing dead people and obviously stuff goes wrong right um they they remember eventually um and i you know what like it's not great but i think for the fifth insidious film it did better than it should have been um i think anyway okay. i think i think if you want to see a scary movie in theaters or a horror movie, I should say, this is you could do worse. You could do a lot worse. Um, how much was um Rose Byrne in it? Very little. Oh man, I feel like she was there for two days. Because I don't know if she ever had an outfit change. No, she did. She had two. She had two. Because the movie starts at a was funeral. She, was so she she's... involved in any of the horror scenes, like aspect of it, or just like um, in it towards the not... end? Yes. Okay. Um but not but no, actually no. Not really. She's she's like she's adjacent to it. Because like of how the plot goes. Um Okay. She she's the only one that knows like uh, she retained all the information or whatever, so like she's been holding the secret forever and you Interesting. Know. You do get a good actually, you know, you get a good flashback horror scene of one of the old insidious movies where Patrick Wilson's trying to, you know, when he goes crazy and is trying to like kill everybody. Yeah. So you you get that, but like longer and more intense, um, which is really good. Um, okay. I think. Okay, look, I'm gonna go ahead and rate it now. Um, I'm gonna I we rate on the letterbox scale. I'm rating it a two five, which the average on letterbox is a two seven. So I feel like I'm right there with everybody else. Um, okay. Is. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you know, I, I'm probably gonna watch it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's it's worth your time. It's worth your time if you like these movies. I, I think if you don't like these movies, it's not gonna win you over. Like I'm not now suddenly a massive insidious stand, but like this is better than the last one that I saw. Was Definitely. um was Lin Shay just like exposition lady again? Like and and all the other ones. Well, here's why this thing is here and how we're gonna. So you know, like I'm I okay I'm I don't want to say because. Okay. Of a spoiler reason, but like that doesn't, I'm not, I feel like I'm missing something because I haven't seen all the movies because of how she was in this movie. I feel like there's something I'm, I didn't okay. get. Um, you will know um, and then you can tell me. Okay. A couple final questions. Okay. Let's hear it. What did we get any good like lipstick demon? Was, is he even in it? Like the, Lip- the red, the red face yeah, he's in it. dude? He's in it. Okay. I mean, um, he, he's like all, he's all up in your face too. Like he's he's all up in it. Interesting. I kind of like but, him better in the shadows. I mean, I you. you um, I mean, not a lot. I mean, you do get to see his face a lot, and he does walk up to the to the camera a few times. But <laughs> there's not like one specific demon that you see regularly. Like you see him, and you see a lady, and you see ghosts of the past. You see, oh, there's a lot of like people that are ghosts in the movie, like. Not just like the red guy in the corner. Okay, I um, I did like the gimmick of the red pa- of the painting. I thought the painting was a really cool gimmick. Like he goes to art class. He the whole gimmick is that he goes to this art school to uh, study art from his favorite artist, and it's apparently a very exclusive class and blah blah blah. And he goes he goes and on the second day that she gives everybody this direction and. She tells everybody to, oh my God, it's so corny when I say it out loud. Uh, she starts counting back from 10 and she's like, well, I want you, to, I'm going to count, I'm going to count to 10 and you're going to, you know, look further and further into yourself. I'm like, oh my God. 
Um, and that I guess that that's the trigger, right? And then he starts like he draws this big red door or this door on the canvas, and he he cuts his hand and he bleeds on it. And like this is in the beginning of the movie. This is like first act. But like okay. he keeps coming back to this painting and it becomes like a plot device that is kind of interesting. Although there's there's a point in the painting where it's like we all see what this painting is except for him. Like, do you do not okay. see what this is supposed to be? Like, this is very clearly a certain thing. But okay, good for you. You don't get it yet? All right. Interesting. Um, but um it's fun. My final question yes. is I feel like these movies don't nail the ending a lot. Like there's a specific ending with these this era of movies where it's like everything's calm and it's over and then it's like blah 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 like and you're like oh like you know it's not actually over like do they do that in this or is it like you get you, you get like you get a decent ending okay you get a decent ending but there was something i didn't understand about it which i think is due to me not having seen all of the insidious movies so watch a youtube recap before we go into this movie. absolutely I almost did that. And I was like, "Ah, I don't care. Insidious. How, how deep can it be? Um, And I guess deeper than I thought, but Ty Simpkins was really good. He was really good. And I really liked, there was a new, there was a new person in the movie. I don't know. They're the actress. I don't know. She played the friend, Chris. I don't know. No, Sinclair Daniel. I thought she was really good. Okay. I don't know her from anything other than this. And she looks like she hasn't been in much. So <laughs> yeah, that that's it. Um, anyway, that's Insidious the Red Door. I think it was fine and fun if you like this type of thing. If you don't, it's exactly what you think it is. But um, anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.